Hi, everybody. This is Kate. Just reminding you once again that this podcast is haunted is currently sponsored by Studio. I'm going to tell you about my favorite product from Studio right quick. It's the Trey earphone. It's actually super good for the gym, which I know I don't do a lot of, but I do actually go to the gym from time to time. And so I appreciate these little features. So one of the things is that Trey is sweat proof. Uh, surprisingly, my ears sweat a lot. It also has a really great wing tip so that it stays in the ear, which I appreciate. It has eight hours of battery life. Not that I'm ever going to spend spend eight hours at the gym at a time. At least it means I don't have to remember to recharge it every day. Also, I really appreciate this. It has sound transparency technology. So even though you can hear all of your awesome music, like I often work out to Selena, so I can hear my girl Selena, but I can't only hear her. So I'm not getting like lost or disoriented in the sound because that's how you fall off of treadmills. And that's a real thing that happened to me before we had these headphones. So check out Studio. They ship all over the world for free. www.studio.com. Oh, and Jen here to remind you to enter promo code HAUNTED at checkout for 15% off any purchase. Welcome, spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. Uh, Jeff, Jesus Christ, it has already been a week and it is only Monday night. How are you? I am dying. This is, yes, this is, this is grad school and I'm done. I'm done with it, please. I'm so, so what are you working on? (laughs) We have, um, we have a bunch of like, uh, prospective students coming this weekend to like interview and like check the place out. And so like the major first year project is to organize it all and so we've been working on that all semester they make you do that instead of some overpaid administration official yeah because it gets it gives us experience in like project management and like planning they just don't want to hire somebody you guys are all interns (laughs) yeah i mean kind of but it's also it is good experience but we have to do that and all of our regular classwork. And so there's like a bunch of shit that's due Monday, but I'm not gonna be able to do it until like Sunday. And I'm, everything's fine. It's all fine. fine. It'll happen. It absolutely will happen. Yeah. Don't you worry. Mm-hmm. What are you, what are you, are you like, what? I don't know. If it were me, if I were in your position, I would be compulsively eating to take my mind off of the stress. What are you doing? Oh. Oh, well, I am. I'm glad you asked because I have been stress embroidering. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a lady. (laughs) uh, Yes, this I swear mom is also homework, uh, which is why I'm allowing myself to do it so much. But yeah, for my material culture class, we have to do this experiential learning project where we have to piece together basically quilt squares and we have to embroider on the center square or cross stitch uh, design and it can be anything but we just have to do it and we have to do it by hand and so i have been just pouring all of my energy into it because i can do it while watching netflix (laughs) (laughs) i actually super respect that when i was trying to lose weight i took up knitting and what i found Mm. is that needle crafts are almost impossible really yeah Yeah, I will post pictures in our group because my early attempts at knitting were all done with this Mm -hmm. kind of like pale yellow thread. Uh, Mm. Yarn, I guess it's called. Yes, (laughs) yarn is the technical term. (laughs) And so I'm glad to see you've uh, caught on to the craft. I was only the person who was teaching me set me up with 10 stitches. And I didn't know that. And I also had no idea what I was doing. So I somehow managed to add extra stitches so that by the time it was Mm -hmm. over, I was up to like 15 stitches per line. Yeah, that happens. (laughs) Well, I still don't know how I did it. And so the effect, because with all the drop stitches and the incredibly irregular, you know, stitch sizes, Mm -hmm. it's a ramen noodle sample. (laughs) (gasps) Oh my god, yes, you have to post a picture of that. It's so pathetic. Oh my god, that's wonderful. I I got good enough eventually where I could, I made enough little granny squares, basically, knitting. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're like washcloths, basically. But I made them, I made enough of them to make a small blanket for my godson, and that was all I wanted to do, so... (laughs) 
That's precious. I got what I wanted to get out of the experience. I never need Mm -hmm. to do it again. Oh, see, I want to give it all up and just learn a trade. That's all I want to do now. Like, I'm not great at embroidery yet, but, like, I'm – I feel like if I just – keep practicing I, I could be and that's just like maybe I don't need to yeah. be paid well maybe I can just... maybe you'll just get an Etsy store and it'll yeah. be fine yeah. lots of people I mean, have an I Etsy just, store I just want to give it all up and join Etsy let me tell you I would love to just I don't know podcast all day how great would that mm-hmm. be <laughs> like just know, like have right? long conversations with you and never go back to our jobs oh yeah someday 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 our <laughs> Patreon. That's why I'm will doing come. this masters. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing stopping it stopping us is us in that regard. Right. Well that and <sighs> you know the fact that you're going to grad school for a career and yeah. I'm already working effectively yeah. full time in that career. So yeah. We just need an intern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ian's been volunteering. Ian oh McCurdy. Yeah. He would be an amazing intern. Oh he wants to be our Stephen Ray Morris. Honestly, Ian. I would I would be on board. Yeah. All right. Kid, you're in. Congratulations. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> um, can I tell you something very exciting that I did today? Yes. It was not go to the gym and instead I made Yorkshire puddings for the first time. No. Yes. How do they turn out? Because if they're if it's anything like I've been watching on the Great British Bake Off, then it's they were pretty probably good. pretty hard, isn't it? No, actually, it was really simple. It was oh, a okay. crazy easy recipe. It was from Jamie mm. Oliver, who I adore, mm-hmm. even though he's real fixated on health food, and I feel like he doesn't understand the emotional importance of macaroni and cheese. Like he just mm. doesn't get it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Super simple recipe. Oh, and you know who inspired this? Our good friend Tiff. Who? Tiff had been making them <gasps> and she was like, this is crazy simple. So I will also post pictures of this because I'm weirdly proud of myself. But no, they turned out pretty well. They were hot. They um, they came out nice and large. I used way too much oil, but that's okay. Live and learn. So there you go. Yeah, if, you ever, if you guys ever want to make it, it's a cup of milk, a little slightly less than a cup, slightly less than a cup of flour. Beat that together with four mm-hmm. eggs. And uh, I'll give you details on baking it. You got to reach out to me personally. Boom. <laughs> or this is our very first. Uh, this podcast is haunted. Technical baking challenge. <laughs> that would be amazing if everybody could show us your Yorkshire puddings. Hashtag show us your Yorkshires. <laughs> oh, it sounds dirty. Why does everything I say sound fucking dirty? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's your copious use of the word fuck. Well, it's such a good well. word. It is. It oh, is. fucking A. All right. So we have a show to do. Oh, oh Jen. Uh, we do. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. This is This Podcast is Haunted. Uh, Jesus Christ. We don't mean to do this, I swear. That was Jen. My name is Kate. And if we don't do it, they're just going to keep drinking. We started that drinking game, and I'm like oh really God. concerned for people. They're going to take shots yeah. for every minute that we don't do the intro. And we're currently That's like, at like You're five... dead. You're all dead. Exactly. All... R.I.P. <laughs> I'm super invested in them continuing to be fans of ours, so I would like them to live. If they did all die, do you think we could have the world's, like, largest, um, like, ghost fan base? I think Jim Jones still has that. Damn it! Okay. (laughs) That was in poor taste. Forgive me. (laughs) All right, so we are taking a little pressure off of Jen. I'm stressed out, guys. <laughs> so we are going to do another round of your amazing listener stories. Guys, mm-hmm. I was so I was talking to my husband about this today, and I was like, you don't think people think it's a cop-out, do you? And I'm like making this beautiful roast dinner, and I have all these things in the oven. And he was like, actually, when I listen to your show, I think the listener story is the best part. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, thanks a lot, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you're Now you're going to McDonald's to eat. These Yorkshire puddings are mine. <laughs> He apologized, but like I take his meaning. He he just yeah. people enjoy hearing legitimate stories mm. rather than kind of like coldly research. So I hope you guys love this as much as we love it. Then our bullshit. <laughs> I mean, our bullshit will still be present though, <laughs> like on account of who we are as people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Also, if I seem distracted at all, it's because Artemis is sitting on the chair right next to me and just is looks so cute. <laughs> 
And I took a bunch of pictures of her already. Oh my gosh, because Meatloaf is in his little couch and I took a bunch of pictures of him too. Gambit and Dan are relegated to the office, so yay cats. Okay, (laughs) we're going to start. Are you ready to start? Yeah, I just sent you a picture though. (laughs) Did you? Oh, it just arrived. Oh, she's so cute. All right. We'll post it. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll let you guys see that later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this first story is actually from a friend of ours. We know this person. It's Ooh. Stephanie H. Girl, you know who you is. Yeah. She is very active on the podcast group and we love her. So mm-hmm. this first story, the subject line is Night Shift. And mm. all I can, like, as soon as I said it, all... Nope. What? <laughs> Just like night shift that's like the title of the next horror movie oh see can you imagine no i went automatically to liz lemon working on my night cheese (laughs) yeah either one (laughs) when dan and i first started dating we were watching just back-to-back episodes of 30 rock (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i was trying to sell him on the fact that there are more cheeses than cheddar and mozzarella, and he didn't believe me. Oh, my God. I, mm-hmm. Well, and then I got him kind of addicted to smoked Gouda. Like, it's it's sort of a problem for him now. But yeah. when that first thing came on, he just turns to me, and he's like, you are Liz Lemon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's how I knew I loved him, and we were going to get married. All right. So mm-hmm. enough about me for, like, three minutes, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back to me. Yep. <laughs> Let's talk about Stephanie. (laughs) Stephanie says, good evening. I just wanted to start. Wait, should we read the stuff about people being really nice to us? Or is that douchey? Um, I mean, I don't know. Okay. All right. It's fine. Use your own discretion. In the interest of not editing the voices of our people, uh, I'm going to put it all Mm -hmm. in there. And also sometimes I just like to hear it. So, good evening. This is Stephanie. Good evening. I just Mm. wanted to start by saying how much I really enjoy listening to your podcast. I'm about caught up. Girl. I know, right? Bless Mm. her. I'm about caught up. I just started episode 21. Oh, shit. This is like episode 36, right? Are we on right now? No. No, uh, 34. 34. Okay. So, we're only a little late. We're close. Okay. Yeah. I'm about caught up. I just started episode 21, and I'm pretty excited to listen to it. I'm looking forward to cults, mm. and then I'll be caught up waiting for the next one. I may have to go back and listen again to my favorite ones. I'm also trying to check out some podcasts that were recommended. Yes, please do. We have so many mm, great podcast mm-hmm. friends. We do. I love it. Uh, it's my favorite. It is, right? Podcast friends. We're podcast mm-hmm. friends. Okay, uh, back to Stephanie. This is not about me. <laughs> I worked in the medical field for almost 10 years. I was on the night shift for four of those years before finally settling on day shift. I was a monitor technician, and what that entails is simply watching anyone who has put on tele... Oh, shit. Big words. Here we go. Uh, All right. Mm. It looks like... Give it a go. Tele... Metry. So I'm going to go with telemetry. Anyone who has put on a telemetry unit or box and hooked up to a stationary monitor like those you would see in an ICU. Okay. All right. I know what that means. It's like the beep okay. beep heart thing. Like buttons and boops and beeps. <laughs> right. Like ba-bum. Bips. Ba-bum. You know, like that. Yep. I think that's mm-hmm. what that means. And then and then sometimes when it's really bad, it goes beep. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. when they're like flatlining, flatlining. That or it's not and we're completely wrong, but keep going. <laughs> right. Remember, I only played a doctor on TV. Um, mm-hmm. So making sure, wait, okay, those like you would see in an ICU and making sure they don't have any type of unusual ry- rhythms or simply die. <laughs> we literally- st- That would be bad. Right? That's not what you want. <laughs> no. We literally stared at a screen for 8, 12 or not unusual 16 hour shift and watched the heartbeats Jesus. go by. Oh, look, we're right. The heartbeats. It's the- It is a thing. Boop, boop. Okay, good. <laughs> Yay, Jen. Two points for being smart. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Oh, yes. The human heart is fascinating. That's Stephanie again. The rhythms, they're okay. Unless it was a lethal one, then it's downright exciting. Hey, soul sister. No, I love it. I think that's amazing because I I would love it if somebody crashed in front of me. Like, I just want to watch it. Like, I just want to be a fly on the wall. And I suppose I can get that by watching ER, but it's not the same. Yeah. It's not real. Also, like, ideally someone you don't know or care about, (laughs) you know. Eh. (laughs) okay i'm going to hell unless it's a lethal one then it's downright exciting we are saving lives at that point that is so badass okay she says i digress one part of the job was actually delivering little boxes to the floor it was assigned to and heading back to our telemetry hole some people didn't know where we were located except for the nurse station right outside our door doing this Mm -hmm. during the day wasn't much of an issue it was busy with medical staff flurrying about and patients being taken to a test or surgery or whatever procedure needed to be done. It was very active. There may have been an unstable patient or unruly family member here and there, but it wasn't uncommon. Nights? Mm-hmm. Ah, nights. 
The hospital seemed obnoxiously abandoned and quiet. I love that phrase, obnoxiously abandoned and quiet. I love that. Weaving a tapestry of words for us, Stephanie. Uh, My goodness. See, this is why Dan likes our listener stories better than our actual stories. Because they're better writers than we are just... We're just talking. We suck. Okay. It's fine. (laughs) Okay. The hospital seemed obnoxiously abandoned and quiet. Sure, the patients were sleeping and there wasn't much going on. But what wasn't easily noticed during the day seemed to make a presence at night. The hallways were long and silent and bare. The only activity would have been in the emergency room, and that was a few floors down. Mm. Some hallways were even dark to allow patients to rest easier. I liked it. Delivering monitors allowed us to stretch our legs and give our eyes a break from the screens and our ears a reprieve from the alarms. My God, I am just like, just full on sitting back, relaxing, eating some snacks, sitting by the campfire, cozied up. My God. One particular night, I was heading up to the third floor to drop off a box. There are elevators located in various places in the hospital. One was in a little alcove off the hallway that was faster than some of the ones we usually took. As I was passing, it opened on its own. Now... I know sometimes Mm -hmm. people push the buttons and the elevator arrives at the floor without you, even pushing the up or down arrows. This elevator, well, had a history of arriving when you needed it. I just so happened to need it at that time. And there it was, bell dinging, door opening. Do you get in the haunted elevator? Is my, I mean, I guess it must be a nice one. Yeah. Why not? Why -hmm. not? Okay. This elevator, well, had a history of arriving when you needed it. I just so happened to need it at that time, and there it was, bell dinging, door opening. I got on and didn't think much of it. It started moving then. I don't remember pressing a button. It Oh, Jesus. Right? Now it's a little scarier. <laughs> okay. It went up to the third floor, and the door opened wide. I got off and happily made my way to the nurse's station, dropped off the box, and walked back in the same direction that I came from. I went. To- so it's a bellhop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Sort of a pleasant little... Good night, miss. <laughs> oh, geez. Also, okay, yeah, keep going. Can I, can I reference our favorite thing for just a second? Yes. Whenever I think of, like, old-style elevators like that, I think about mm-hmm. the person, like, from... On Titanic? Yeah, I'm going back up. I'm going back up. <laughs> How did I know immediately when you're like, our favorite thing? I'm like, it's Titanic. It's obviously Titanic. <laughs> and I knew exactly which person you were talking about, too. <laughs> boy do we ever have a brand <laughs> uh, whatever we're into what we're into i'm not apologizing for yeah. it. <laughs> no okay all right all right i got mm. off and happily made my way to the nurse's station dropped off the box and then walked back in the same direction that i came from i went mm. to the waiting room for the first floor to see if the vending machine had anything interesting this elevator was about 10 feet from the room i didn't find anything so i leave and as soon as i get to the alcove entrance i'm nowhere near the button the bell dings mm-hmm. and there's the elevator no one was ever in it when I did this, by the way. Jesus. Here's some okay. here's some backstory. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Coming full circle. My coworker <laughs> explained to me that this happened more obviously at night because there was not much going on otherwise to really be sure. Not that it didn't happen mm. on days. It did. But it also yeah. didn't just happen with that specific elevator. It would be any. It might have been more frequent with that one because we used it more often. She said there was mm. a ghost whom she called George that would just do this. So helpful i've never felt anything malicious it was just unsettling and i went along with Mm. it because i would rather a friendly spirit that was nice enough have the elevator waiting than a dick spirit that tossed things across the room the spirit of a dick (laughs) just waving around (laughs) ghost ghost dicks i would after that offer thanks to dear george but pay no mind further i was skeptical until they built the new tower I dreaded going down that way to deliver our boxes. The tower was much farther Mm -hmm. away than my usual drop-offs. I kept thinking that a body was going to be dragged around the corner at the end of that corridor. Thank you, Mm. overactive imagination. (laughs) That new elevator did the same thing. It was there, waiting when I got there. No familiar ding, either. I just heard going up, and the doors quietly slid open. Oh, okay, that's the elevator voice. I was like, what? (laughs) No. George speaks now. (laughs) George is really manifesting now. There was a staircase next to it, but I have an unnatural fear of enclosed stairwells. I don't think that's unnatural. Stairwells are scary. A lot of bad things happen in stairwells. Are they scarier than enclosed elevators, though? Especially Um, haunted elevators? Personally, I don't care for (laughs) elevators either. I'm an escalator girl. I like an escalator. 
Wide open spaces. Wide open spaces. And if they break, they're stairs. Right. Well, unless you've like watched the videos of them breaking where people's like feet get ripped off. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I actually did slice my toe open on an escalator once. Really? (laughs) It was my own damn fault. So like I don't, I don't blame escalators for it, but I tried to, you know how you sometimes do that thing where like you're, you know, you're walking down the stairs and there's railings and so you can like pick yourself up and like swing up or down or something. I don't know. That's not a fat person thing, Jen. Okay. Well, it's, it's a my size person thing to just kind of like swing like parallel bars down the stairs. Um, sure. And I tried doing Can that Can you with imagine what would happen if I tried that? <laughs> no. <laughs> the physics simply doesn't check out. I'm sorry. I'm Go sorry. ahead, baby. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, I tried that and the the like railings were a little too far apart. So I didn't get the lift that I needed. And I just ended up kicking the stair, which sliced my toe open. <laughs> sorry. That probably hurt really bad, actually. It, it bled a lot. Yeah, feet bleed uh, a lot. Yeah. Feet, fingers, and heads. So man. there's that. Yeah. I was at like the mall and my dad had to patch me up. <laughs> How old were you? I was like uh preteen or younger oh. i don't remember all right so it's not so weird to be there it wasn't it it wasn't yesterday and it wasn't it was young enough that like i wasn't a complete idiot for doing it i was just you know figuring things out for the first time you were you were doing those important physical tests that we have to do as children exactly oh heavens okay so back to stephanie yeah. sorry sorry stephanie we get yes. distracted enclosed enclosed stairways right so I just sucked it up, turned around, and went back to the monitor room. I asked someone else to take that damn box. The mechanical voice was a little too pleasant. That elevator was a little too ready. I eventually was mm. able to do it, like, the next night, because I'm too old for that mess to be getting to me. <laughs> one other instance that took place, we've all witnessed at one point or another, uh, was heart rhythm showing up on our screen from a box that wasn't attached to a patient. Whoa. Right? And when we saw it in this little cubby hole, we would take it out to see if the batteries were still in it. Nope. Just a random rhythm that wasn't tied to anything. Fuck that. Oh. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Working at a hospital, you'll see pretty out there things. I've experienced a handful of things and listened to others who shared their experience. As Kate would say, a lot of energy poured into that place. Their old mm-hmm. EKG rooms used to be the morgue. So you, right? You can imagine what weird things would happen in there. My boss said he had to sit next to a body and watch it while the transporter went to go and get some papers he left behind. She said the body Mm -hmm. sat straight up and she promptly ran out of there. What the fuck? I believe it. Yes. No, that's actually pretty common. Um, There's a lot of electrical synapses uh, that are still firing post-mortem. Jesus Christ. I would just void every orifice of my body <laughs> and just oh god oh god if you are if you ever go i i guess i haven't spoken to anybody in funerary sciences but i've read mm-hmm. from other sources that like sometimes you know like imagine a body laid out on a on a embalming table covered in a sheet mm-hmm. every so often like the leg will kick or the arm will flutter or they'll just pop goes the weasel on- <laughs> oh god <laughs> I wonder if that's like... I cannot. (laughs) I cannot. It's probably some prank demons pull on humans just to fuck with us. Sorry, that's hilarious. Pop goes the weasel. Oh my gosh. Okay, Uh, Stephanie closes with, uh, I have plenty more, but this email is long enough. I'm just happy to get to share something and not be entirely given a strange look for it. Girl, no, we worship you for this. Oh my God. I can't see your reaction, so that helps. Yeah, but you can imagine them. Oh, my God. Yes. No, this was oh, all the medical horror stories. Just tell us. <laughs> I, for like two short months, worked overnights in a sundowner's ward at a nursing home. And mm. I know exactly what you mean about terrifying hospitals and really scary mm-hmm. patients and like the whole nine yards. I, yeah, I'm like a little scared of hospitals just in general. I just don't like them. They have a weird smell and... Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable, but... I think oh, I've God. said this before, but there was this book that was kind of formative for me called The Pig Man. Oh, oh dear. Have you, you never, <laughs> you've never read it? No. No, I don't know this book. You, it's sweet. You would like it. Um, it's okay. not, it's a, it's a YA novel from like the oh. early 
80s, late 70s, I would guess. Well, that is extremely my shit. (laughs) Exactly. The same person, I can't remember his name right now, but the same person wrote the novel Franny and Zoe, which is also pretty popular. Okay, that rings a bell. Well, anyways, so Mm -hmm. at one point in time, one of the kids in the Pigman says that they hate hospitals, but they love cemeteries. They think that we should bury people in the walls of hospitals and allow people to get well in the open, beautiful air of cemeteries. Okay, like, I appreciate that sentiment, but what about buried bodies in the walls of hospitals? You know, like a, ah! like a mausoleum. Like a fucking nightmare town that's already scary, and then you put <laughs> dead bodies in the walls. Why? <laughs> Just to fuck with you, kiddo. Just to fuck with you. <gasps> oh my goodness all right well stephanie oh wait she, hang on she signs off with something really sweet so i'm gonna okay. read it to you okay again i really enjoy your podcast i know y'all are busy with things in your own life but you are valued and just a pleasure to listen to St- sincerely Aww. stephanie stephanie mm-hmm. thank you oh right so sweet we don't deserve any of our people we do not oh, all right before I get all weepy, man, I'm like, it's like that week where a lot of crying happens. So, oh, really? Yeah, girl. <laughs> oh, man, that was me a couple weeks ago. Last oh, week. are we are we out of sync yeah. now? Mm-hmm. At one point in time, we'd synced up. <laughs> we are. <laughs> yeah, usually pretty close. Um, now I'm sad. Yeah. That means you have I'm to sorry. move home. That's what that means. I do. <laughs> So we can sink our witchy cycles. That's uh, right. All right, kid, you got okay. one for us? I do, I do. This one is from Zoe, um, and I feel like I recognize this name from Twitter or something. So if that's you, then um, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Even know if it's not you from Twitter, hey, hey, thanks for writing in. We hey. fucking appreciate hey, it. Zoe. Zoe T, if that narrows it down. Okay. This is called creepy shit at my college. Perfect. We're going back to co- this is these ta- these stories mostly come from are brought to you by the month of October. So there's that's why there's some some deep references uh, to this fall. old episodes. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. So like college. Yeah. Anyway. So okay. She says so the college I went to in Iowa was generally acknowledged to be haunted. Campus lore attributes all creepy goings-on to Helen, the ghost of a young woman who died during the Spanish influenza of 1918. A hundred years ago. Oh, that is a hundred years ago. Yeah, my museum is doing a whole... Well, actually, my boss, uh, Kevin, is writing a whole program uh, all about how um, the the Spanish influenza affected our local community. So it's really cool. Really? Well... A lot of people died. Lots. Um, it affected things. Yeah. One of them was Helen. <laughs> um, yeah. So she says uh, she died in the infirmary ring. In- infirmary. Am I saying that right? I don't know. Infirmary? Yeah. yeah. That's the word. Infirmary ring. Just need to get back to my um, Harry Potter roots. Um, <laughs> Madam Pence works in the library. Oh. Good job. That was a fucking. Te- I'm taking that out. That oh. was embarrassing. No, I no, no, I no. Myself. No, you are just testing me, right? I was. That was a test, and you passed. Good job. Uh, also, keep it in because it shows how good I am at Harry Potter trivia. It's true. Um, Do you still have yeah. your uh, butter, your wizarding card I made you? Oh, probably somewhere. I have a copy, if not. But uh, that was one of the okay, first good. things that we did in our friendship is we did that Harry Potter yeah. uh, trivia, trivia battle. Oh, my God. That was the best. And we were, what, sixth, the sixth team out of like 30 some odd teams? We did pretty well. Yeah, I'm proud of us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so she died in the infirmary ring wing of Voorhees Hall, which is the all girls dorm. That sounds Dutch as hell. I wonder where this college is. Um, Iowa. In she Iowa. said Iowa. I, I know, but maybe it's near Pella, which is the Dutch town in Iowa. Oh. Anyway. I didn't know there was a Dutch town in Iowa. Count on you. Uh, that's where That's where Amelia's from. Oh. Huh. Is that why you... Learning new things every day. Is, what? Is that why you guys moved to West Michigan? Because, like, you're not from here originally. So were you so aggressively Dutch that you had to go to the Dutch college in the Dutch town? 
Um, you can say yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, okay. So, I've we've got a long way to go. Sorry. Okay. Focus. I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, it's also me. Anyway. So, this is the all-girls dorm. And her family also donated a grandfather clock with a painting of Helen's face on it to the school. Okay. Even though I lived in Voorhees, the most interaction I had with Helen was things of mine going, occasionally going missing. Usually it was cheap but sparkly pieces of jewelry, so I just figured Helen wanted something pretty for herself and BD. Right. She's also a Niffler, apparently. <laughs> um, Sorry, I get really excited about Niffler. <laughs> Shiny. <laughs> Although I do have to say that the clock her family donated is creepy. Uh, it was in the... Yeah. Sorry, I just, I super want to see a picture of the clock. Go ahead, sorry. I do, yeah. If you have a picture of this clock, please send it to us. It was in the admin building, a newer building called Nassif Hall. I saw it once when I was went there to write thank you letters to the families whose funds funded my scholarships, and not even knowing at first that it was Helen's clock, I swear chills went down my spine. It was pretty weird, especially since she's supposedly attached to the building, not the clock. Ooh. Anyway, most of the really weird things I experienced happened in other buildings on campus. For one, there was this weird ongoing dark thing for a few months my junior year. I lived in a nine-story dorm and was on the third floor while one of my best friends was on the seventh floor, almost directly above me. Third floor. Okay. 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 <laughs> I only mentioned this because they were having some similar weirdness. Basically, after we came back from winter break, we started noticing this weird sort of ominous presence that would crop up at night. I'm no stranger to weird things. Remind me to tell you about the hat man sometime. Oh. What? The hat man? Okay, yes, this is your reminder. It's been a couple months. But it took a while to realize it wasn't just my brain playing tricks on me. Oof. I have a tendency to read, watch, and listen to creepy things. I just thought I was overreacting until my best friend was hanging out in my room one night. My roommate was over at her boyfriend's for the night. Ooh, and they mentioned sure. feeling something. Yes, yes, that as 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 is known to happen. <laughs> as as is known to happen. Okay, so they felt something. They also mentioned something seeming to be lurking in their room too. So, like any good witch, <laughs> I buckled down and basically just force pushed whatever it was out of my room before going up to their room and doing the same, laying down wards after. Good. Damn. Good. Yeah. Good job. After some conversation, I realized where the thing had come from. In the past, some people in our friend group had made a homemade Ouija board out of a piece of paper and a shot glass. Nope. Yeah, but also apparently that works. I, yeah, so it does, go. yeah. DIY. <laughs> no, that's, you can pretty much DIY almost any magical thing. Like, it just requires you mean intent. You don't need the original Hasbro Ouija board for it to work. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, you don't, in fact. Okay. Well, that's good to know because uh, I want demons to be out of the pocket of big Hasbro. <laughs> <laughs> big big board games. Big board games wield so much power in the occult community. So homemade Ouija board. The paper would be folded up when it wasn't in use. So the class, So the glass would tip up a little during the reading. Uh, I figured something minor but still unfriendly had snuck through at some point and oh. had been lurking around for the past uh, couple years. Not a big deal, but still not something you want wandering around a dorm. That dorm also had an elevator ghost, but he was pretty chill. What is with friendly elevator ghosts? I have no idea, but all right. I don't know. All right. Whatever. I'll take it over Ouija board ghost. Knock off Ouija board ghost. Right. There were a couple other weird things that happened. One in the apartment I lived in senior year and one in the academic buildings I spent a lot of time in. The one in the academic building, I'm most sure of it being a spook. Uh, the one, the apartment might have been sleep paralysis. Although my best friend experienced something similar that same night. Holy shit. Double, no, that, double sleep paralysis. That makes That's, me think it's something not that sleep paralysis. Hmm. Interesting. Sorry. Okay, we'll come back to that. Yes. <laughs> da, 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 da. Where am I? Okay. The academic building in question was, at the time, basically a three-story rectangle. They finished renovations this past year with stairs that went up to the locked attic door on both sides. Huh. My friend and I were 
sitting in the lobby after running a Pathfinder campaign for one of our clubs, and we were just waiting for the other group, who was upstairs on the second floor, to be done so we could call security to lock the building. Ooh, I love being in, in buildings alone at night. That is so fun. We were sitting on one of the couches just chatting when we both saw what we thought was the shadow of a person going up the stairs next to us. Now, the stairs are totally enclosed and there were a few rooms in the building that were unlocked since our club tended to make us make use of a number of rooms so it wasn't entirely out of the question that someone had come into the building to use one of the rooms to study. Sure. But since we are going to have the building locked up soon, we thought we should check it out. We followed it up the stairs all the way up to the top where the locked attic door was and where we thought we had heard footsteps. The door was locked and there wasn't anyone sitting in front of it. A little unnerved, we went back down and checked the empty rooms on the second floor. No one was there. Uh. We poked our heads into the room the other group was in and there was no one new in there. So no one had joined them. Uh, We headed up to the third floor. We didn't usually use this floor so all the lights were off and the doors were locked. Definitely no one was there. We both spent a lot of time in this particular building and hadn't ever felt uncomfortable there, but a sense of foreboding almost had been lingering since we had checked out the attic door. This is going to be spooks. After checking the third floor, we both decided it would be for the best if we just got the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. We asked the guy. Yeah, for real. Uh, We asked the guy who was with the other group if he could call security when he was done and just noped right out of there. Uh, my friend slept in my room that night. Again, my roommate was out. Wow, roommate, Her- girl. <laughs> get it, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> and I, for one, slept with a crystal and my mag light flashlight under my pillow. Smart. Do what you got to do. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh- <laughs> And then she goes on, I'll cover the weird sleep paralysis thing briefly since it's still weird and spooky. Good. It was the night after the school's big formal dance. My friend and I, we lived in the apartment now with two of our other friends, but we didn't share a room. We had both had one drink apiece and at the dance and nothing really after that. So not drunk. We went to bed kind of late and I was totally crashed out. I woke up later. It was still dark out, but I'm not sure what time it was. And at the corner of my desk, which was only a few feet away from my bed, there was a pale kind of misty figure staring at me. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Mm -mm. It was sort of hunched over like it was squatting and looked looking up at me. All I could do for a minute was stare until I managed to blink and it was gone. I shook it off and went back to sleep. But in the morning, I told my friend and they said they had experienced something weirdly similar, though theirs had been more like a dream. I don't think it was a proper haunting, but I'm almost 100% sure it was sleep paralysis. Yeah, but that's a weird coincidence. That's a um, lot of coincidence. We- yeah. Uh, she says, I felt weird for most of the day, but I didn't see whatever it was again. Fortunately, most of the weird things at my college seem to be one-time occurrences. That's about it for my weird experiences at college, but if you ladies are interested, I have plenty more weird experiences We are interested. Away. Yes, please. Yes, Always. please, and thank uh, you. Thank you. That was from Zoe. So Zoe, thank you for that was that awesome. I, I, I'm not going to go into detail right now because something like I'm not telling everybody everything. But I had mm. some similar experiences in college. So really, yeah, just some really weird stuff that mm. I can't quite describe in rooms that you know did weren't as empty as they should have been. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jen, I okay. might tell you someday, but. Okay. Today's not today's not the day. Speaking of, shall we keep on going? And uh, I've got one here from Tony. Okay. Uh, Bring it on. So I'm just going to go right through. Mm-hmm. Hi, my name is Tony and I live in a small city in upstate New York. I have a car. Where? Are we neighbors? I need to know. <laughs> that was really scary. <laughs> I mean, you scared me upstate the way New York is huge. <laughs> Where? Where do you live? <laughs> we find out okay so i have a couple of stories i thought you'd enjoy i get kind of long-winded and i'm not a great storyteller so feel free to paraphrase Eh, you'll do fine yeah Um, sorry guys this is the this is the listener story episode of novels so yeah they are kind of long but we love them so also i have used the fuck word a couple of times in here but being a long time listener to your show i didn't think you'd mind no tony (laughs) we do not also i love the phrase the fuck word like it's yeah it's that's so very good. it's almost coy but also you still get to say fuck 
The fuck word. The fuck word. <laughs> so first, in 2013, I made a friend, let's call her Mel, that I basically lived with in an apartment building. I didn't live there mm. officially, but I had keys and was never anywhere else. Right on. I've been like that <laughs> in a couple places. Mel mm. told me when I became friends with her that she was a Wiccan and things tended to stick to her. Mm-hmm. I was not mm. bothered because I grew up in a haunted house. Long story short, Mel's flat was, and capitalized letters here, fucking haunted oh my god fuck yeah here we go that's this is a very good lead in i'm very excited right sounds like it could be its own show this apartment is fucking haunted this ap- okay so the first <laughs> that's how we should no we're, we're redo <laughs> we're gonna redo the intro this this podcast is fucking haunted <laughs> do it do it do it rebrand yeah. rebrand <laughs> rebrand more swears <laughs> okay the first time i spent the night with mel i had dreams of oozing black figure sliding out of the attic crawl space mm. that was in the dining room this figure mm. then formed into a man-shaped figure that proceeded to stand in the dining room doorway and stare at me while i slept nope wouldn't have slept mm. i would have woken Mm-mm. up and fucked the fuck right out of there <laughs> oh okay Oh, I'm sorry. I at least felt watched every night I spent there. I did not tell anyone of this dream until three months later when another friend, Liz, related the same dream and feeling when we discussed the discomforts we felt staying in close quarters. Later, upon sharing this information with Mel and her friend, they were both like, oh, fuck yeah, bud, that's a thing. What? Yeah. What? I love it. Um, Why are you still living there? You should not go back, but okay. <laughs> that's <sighs> that's only like the third paragraph of like a 14 paragraph thing. So this is going to get so good. Okay. All right. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. For the record, I'm not complaining about the length. Tell me everything. Um, yes. Okay. So this is why we're here. Right. Pull up a chair. Get comfy. <laughs> then I stayed at the apartment for a week alone while Mel went out of town so I could care for the cats. Fuck me. No. Her bathroom nope, had two doors that. on it. One that led to the bedroom and one that led to the living room. So you had to go through the bedroom. So you had to go through the go bedroom to, the... to just go into the rest of the flat. It was fucking weird. Bathroom. Yeah, that is a strange You had to go through setup. the bathroom. Yeah. Wait, what did I say? Bedroom. I mean. Oh, yeah. It should say bathroom. Bedroom. Sorry. So so you can't. Okay. So it's like a walk, like a walkthrough bathroom. That's a very strange design. Anyway, sorry. That is very strange. While standing in the bathroom, I watched a shadow pass by the crack in her bedroom side door. Mm-hmm. Mel had blackout curtains mm-hmm. and her room was perpetually pitch black and it was closed off so the cats couldn't be in there. So something darker than pitch black passed by the door. Wanting to shut that shit down right fucking then, word, I slowly reached out and locked the door and then went on with my business. Smart, smart, good move, actually. Mm-hmm. That evening, okay. Liz came around to hang out with me for a few hours, and I asked her to sit with the cats while I took a shower. They were needful things that would slam themselves up against any door that you were behind to try to get to you. Oh my god, yes. That's... Cats got a cat. Cats do not like a closed door. That's why I had to have Artie in here with me. Yeah, that's. I had to like come in here and settle down 20 minutes mm-hmm. before we started recording so that Meatloaf would fall asleep. Mm-hmm. He's still dead asleep, and he's so perfect. Precious. Mm. Okay. Back to Tony's story. <clears throat> we got derailed by cats. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. Liz agreed to hang out with the cats. While I was in the shower, I heard Liz's voice call me by my full Christian name from the bedroom. Which was odd because Liz is the one who nicknamed me Tony. And she usually calls me Tones. And she would have had to walk through two locked doors right past me to get into there. Uh, to, to get into mm-hmm. there, the bedroom. Not wanting to mm-hmm. invite interaction. So smart. Shut it down. Shut it down. I decided to wait until I got out of the shower to ask her what she wanted. Upon walking mm-hmm. out into the living room, I started to ask her what she wanted, and she cut me off to ask why <gasps> I called her with her full no. first and last name and why I had Mm-mm. been in Mel's room. Fuck ha- me. Having, what? Right? Having none of that. <gasps> We both went into Mel's bedroom and kindly asked the thing in there to shut the fuck up and maybe try not to fuck with us. Ah! Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> a night or so later, I was awoken from a dead sleep to see the face of an old hag. Gray, uh-uh. wrinkly skin, washed out eyes, stringy gray hair, oh. 
inches oh, no. from mine. I shouted oh, and screamed, and it vanished. No. This overall, because of the MO of the thing that hung out in the bedroom, it did the same jump scare to wake up Mel and Liz also. No, move. Burn that apartment down. Oh, my God. Do not ever oh, go back God. there. Take the cats and run. You are living in the conjuring. Right? Get out. Oh, Jesus. We as a okay. group tried more than one way to get rid of the things that hung out in this flat. Honey, you might have just been feeding them. Uh, but they mm-hmm. persisted the entire time I was there. Uh, the entire time I was there, almost two years. Too long. That's like at least mm-hmm. a year too That's long. a long time. Mm-hmm. When I, I last spoke to Mel, they were still an issue. She still lives there. Mel, girl. Get out! Okay, so this is second story. My second story is more recent. In July of 2017, I rented out a mm-hmm. flat with Liz and another friend, John. We looked at the flat in June, and Liz commented on a, the chunk of hematite that had its polarity reversed so that it was stuck to the fridge like a magnet in a, ooh, look, I'm into witchy rocks that are neat way. When we moved in in mid-July, the hematite was gone. Disappointed, Liz again commented on its disappearance. We spent the first Hmm. two days of being in the house cleaning every possible surface. We scrubbed walls, we vacuumed, we dusted. The place was gross when we moved in. While helping us clean, my father commented on a magnet, the chunk of hematite, he found stuck to the baseboard heater in the corner of the living room the furthest from the fridge. Thinking nothing Mm -hmm. of it, I told him to stick it to the fridge. That evening, Liz was excited to see that the hematite had reappeared. The first three nights we were in the flat, we all, Liz, John, and I, slept on various camp beds and air mattresses in the living room. Mm-hmm. Liz's bedroom is just off the living room, and her bedroom door is a 10-foot-wide sliding glass door. Unusual. Ooh, weird. <laughs> Y'all have some real weird household architecture up in upstate New York. Yeah. Yeah. So on the other side of her bedroom, there's another 10-foot-wide sliding glass door that leads to a balcony of sorts. The first night we were there, I woke up out of a dead sleep. Gosh, I wish shit would just let me sleep. Word. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I happened to look over at Liz's doorway and leaned out from around the wall, looking through the door that leads to the living room. There was a large black shadow figure. Mm. Its size was hard to mark down exactly because of the bent over contorted way it was leaning. Having none Mm. of that. I love that phrase. Mm -hmm. Thank you for adding that, Mm. Tony. Having none of that. I started Mm -hmm. saying prayers, hoping it was just a passerby that got in because we hadn't properly warded yet. It seemed to shrink back behind the wall, and I got back to the very important business of sleeping. Tony, you are my soul sister. I love this. Uh, The next night, I was awoken again, and again, there was a large black shape leaning out from behind the wall. This time, though, there was also the shape of a person standing on the balcony. I said a prayer, Mm. tossed up a weak ward just to keep all that nonsense on the other side of the doorway, and went back to sleep. In the morning, Mm -hmm. I shared this information with both of my roommates. And John, being an atheist, was like, okay, but bullshit. Liz, on the other hand, Mm -hmm. was like, oh, fuck yeah, bud. I noticed all that, and we are fucking doing sage and oils and blessings and wards tonight. So we did that, Mm -hmm. and things quieted down for the next few days. Mostly just bumps and the occasional Mm -hmm. feeling of someone watching. Then Liz had Oh, that's very quiet. (laughs) I mean, you know, if you you have to live someplace haunted, I guess. (laughs) Okay. Right. Then Liz happened to pick up the hematite and went, oh shit, and packed the chunk of hematite away in a jar of blessed salt to take to a friend who deals with entities bound to objects. While the hematite <sighs> was away from the flat, all was quiet, but the jar of salt would physically heat up like we had put it over a flame. What? We later decided that it was the hematite that should come back and live with us again, but stay in the jar of salt. Because like, yeah, we're paying rent, but he was here before us. And why should we kick the poor thing out of its home? Just because it looked at us. Um, I don't know. I kind of, you know. What? If they're strong enough to deal with it, then that's But also, you don't have to do the that thing. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) A few days later, when I was home alone, I was walking across the kitchen and I thought I saw Liz standing in my bedroom doorway with her back to me and then disappeared. Mm -hmm. I calmly asked for the entity to stay the fuck out of my room and promised that I would stay the fuck out of its room, one of the closets in Liz's bedroom. I've not had an issue with the thing bound to hematite or uh, anything else while in the flat since. So really, it's just about calm communication like you would with any of your roommates. Boundaries are important. Stay the fuck out of my bedroom. Yeah. Get a blessed also, jar of salt. It's not just like, I don't know, you opened iodine pa- salt packets from McDonald's. Yeah, but like also, can I recommend getting rid of the thing? Not everything needs to be gotten rid of. I don't know. If you throw it in a river, what happens to it? 
I don't know. I don't know. But but again, like if if you can live with the thing and it's not really hurting you, should you fuck with it? You know. Mm. But if you can get rid of it, I guess it depends on how much uh, it would disturb you. Like Tony clearly has been true. living with like this is his effectively fourth haunt or third haunted home. Because in the big right, right in the beginning, we've got Mel's flat. Maybe is fucking it's you. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? There is something to that. We are all the the common denominator of all of our experiences. <laughs> well, Tony, yeah. that was amazing. I uh, hope everything yeah. continues to be cool and calm. And thank you for not just like I don't know, Gord Orkin on every little thing that's around. Mm-hmm. That being said, I purposely picked this house because there's nothing in it. And yeah. so that's how I like to live my life. Yeah, just like I've got enough shit to deal with. I don't need ectoplasm and like things from the other side picking on me from time to time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get it. You get it. All right. So that was our third. You want to well, bring us home? Since since it's been we'll read your novel night. Uh, we decided I, I decided to end with a short one. Perfect. So. This one comes from Jim, who has been very patient on Twitter. So all of these stories are old. It's fine. What's up, Jim? Tonight's your night. Tonight is, this is it. This is the time. I'm super excited. All right, cool. But, But it's a short one. Yes, this is a short one. I love it. Okay, so Jim says, hi, you two. Love the podcast. I know you're both doing life things. True. Very true. Very true. Uh, But I I can't wait for more. Well, we'll... we'll get to it. His story is as follows. I've always dealt with weird things, but this event kind of wrecked my day Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so i'm an attorney years ago i was working in the small ohio town of mount gilead okay. uh, i have a superstition where i put on a three-piece suit anytime i have a trial sure also One it's day, important to look nice right yeah i was just talking so okay <laughs> sidebar nation so i'm doing ghost tours for this like you know event that we're putting on this weekend yeah. and since it's a little too cold to wear my usual ghost outfit, I have I'm borrowing a, a men's early 1900s three piece suit to wear because it's made of wool and it's amazing. Is that the picture you sent and me? I sent you a picture. It's so good. You look so good. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm so excited. It's yeah, it's wonderful. I'll I'll post a picture of it. But yeah, it's oh man, three piece suits. Three piece suits. Good. They should... They're so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like something about wearing a vest and, and a cravat. I have a cravat. No, um, I think that putting on a three-piece suit for a man is akin to pulling on a full face of makeup for a woman or somebody mm. who chooses to wear makeup and or suits. Uh, please don't mm-hmm. ever buy into a gender binary. Gender is a persistent lie. But anyway, mm-hmm. so people who choose to wear things like three-piece suits or makeup putting Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. those things because they have to go on in a very specific order is very similar to putting on armor Mm -hmm. in like the middle (gasps) ages so that's sort of what i think of like if if you see me wearing a full face of makeup it's because i have to do Mm -hmm. battle later yeah yeah and like wearing heels and oh yeah i don't wear Mm -hmm. heels no (laughs) i only very occasionally do yeah Um, comfort is king yeah i i Told you, I totally know what you mean about putting it on in order uh, because I put it on in the wrong order. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's disastrous. Exactly. It is. So it's, it's not great. It's routine. It's it's buying into kind of, again, uh, all of our pagan friends can talk to you about intent and like sort of mm. like setting yourself up for the day and pre- pre- being mm-hmm. prepared for what the world's going to throw at you. So, yeah, I can see how that's a good superstition to have ritualistic and it and it works too if you like so that's why so many people have rituals before they do something because it just gets you in the right mindset yep anyway back to back to jim yeah um uh one day i was getting ready for work and i was putting on my black vest i had one arm in when i heard he's putting on the vest i heard it clear as day like oh shit it's gonna be a day What That's, the I'm just pro- I know I'm projecting my the tone on it because I wanted to be like the ghost being like oh shit things about to get real he's putting on the vest <laughs> okay all right yeah all right sorry go yeah. ahead I knew the house was strange but I never minded it before 
I lived alone on the edge of town. In the house, I would hear TV on at night when I knew I had turned it off. My things would vanish and reappear days later, and I once had a swarm of ladybugs in my kitchen. A swarm! Like, we get a lot of ladybugs and flies in my house because we, we've talked about this before, but right. I've never seen a swarm. Sw- that would be The word swarm is very off-putting. Swarm! Like, when I think of a ladybugs, swarm. I think of, like, nice things, but a swarm of ladybugs makes me want to die. Yeah. I mostly don't like ladybugs now because they're annoying. Um, you're a little bugged out now that you're in upstate New York? Yeah. I'm a little over it. One hitchhiked its way to school with me today. I just looked down at my coat and, in class, and there was one, like, crawling up my arm. I was like, fuck you. Get off. I have to tell you the one of the most upsetting stories from my youth, but it's only, like, three sentences, so I'll be fast. Yep. We used to keep our bikes to ride our bikes the, I don't know, three quarters of a mile to our school. And Mm -hmm. our house had a huge spider problem because we lived on the river. So you get those river spiders. Mm -hmm. And also Mm -hmm. we have a giant pine tree and spiders love pine. And Mm -hmm. so I, it was like, I don't know, early fall, like pretty early in the school year, but it was, it was cold. So I was wearing Mm -hmm. a big sweater. And I got mm-hmm. my mountain bike and I rode to school. And when I got to school, my friend Mallory about had a heart attack. And I was like, what? What's the matter? And she's like, listen, don't panic. Mm-hmm. There's a mm-hmm. giant spider on your back. And there was. Oh, God. Jeff, it was oh. easily the size. You know, like those erasers, those like large pink erasers. Uh-huh. So like it was the width and length of one of those, but the thickness of like two of them stacked. It was fat and a very pale beige, and oh, like God. it was on my back. It wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't running around. It wasn't doing anything. I'm sure it was just grateful to have my body heat. But I, Mallory, God bless her. She's she's a she's a nurse today. She's actually a medical practitioner nurse, uh, and mm-hmm. so she kept very calm, and she like just lifted it off and flung it away from our bodies. And so what mm. I'm saying is that if I ever have like a slashed throat i want mallory to take care of it because she's grace under fire <laughs> but anyway okay back to jim i know you've you have broken me I'm so i sorry. hate spiders so much oh god okay i, I can tell you about <sighs> the spiders at my house sometime but this is not the day it was a this very upsetting spider but it was not the most upsetting spider i can think of four more that were worse of all the stories we've heard tonight <laughs> Yeah, a swarm. Most people just ignore these things. I thought so much about that voice. It was as if it was having a conversation with something else. Uh, I lost my case and a good bit of money for the co- for the county. Oh, it was not a good day. Oh. <laughs> and that's not even the reason I abandoned the house. Well, what a cliffhanger there. Wow. That's it. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I hope you tell us more about why you abandoned yeah. the house. That's... That's no small thing. Interesting. Okay. So anyway, uh, so those were amazing. Guys, you never disappoint. Dan is right. The yeah. listener stories are the best part of our show. Yeah. Let's just, I mean, just keep them coming and maybe we can get enough that we just don't have to generate any content. <laughs> just read your stories. I don't want to do that. That doesn't sound like as much fun. As good as okay. you guys' stories are. Okay, so speaking of which, guys, if you have more stories of haunted apartments and houses and colleges and, am I missing something? Oh, hospitals. Hospital elevators. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, all of the things. Just let us know, man. We gotta, we are, we need, we need your beautiful tales. Feel free to write in to thispodcastishaunted at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, and where else can they find us, Kate? Can you can you do it? It's usually me, but I, do I'm going to give it a try. All right. So okay. on Twitter, we are ha- at haunted underscore pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, on... Instagram. (laughs) We have an Instagram. And that Instagram is this podcast is haunted, I think. Uh And we have a we have a Facebook group, uh, which is Uh this podcast haunted discussion group. It's the tits. You guys should join immediately. We have some hot action Mm -hmm. and fascinating, wonderful people who tell great jokes and fascinating Mm -hmm. stories. Uh so get in there, join us, be part of the party party. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that yep. works. Um, and then we also do have our Facebook page where you can kind of see what's going on. Uh, keep an eye out for yeah. information and news. And that's just this podcast is haunted on Facebook. I think that's all of them. Jeff, is that all of them? That is all of them. Are you proud of uh, me? I'm so proud. Thank you. Oh my God. Well, since I said your thing, you say my thing. Okay. Uh, well, thank you all so much for listening. Well, yeah. I mean, we just say this periodically, but it really does mean a lot that people listen to our dumb show. No, seriously. Like, it's everything sometimes garbage, but thinking about you guys listening to this and telling us that we're doing a good job and enjoying our bullshit uh, mm. gets me through the long, dark nights, y'all. Yeah. Please uh, just tell us more about how much you love us. <laughs> you know what? I care about less of that and just like keep listening and tell your friends and also yeah occasionally tell us that we're good and smart and pretty because we need that <laughs> yeah uh so we'll be back in a fortnight and until then fortnight yes i'm trying to make it a thing <laughs> it will always make me laugh i just love it okay so we'll be back in a fortnight sorry i cut you off babe, uh, babe. yeah uh but until then stay spooky motherfuckers <laughs> all right bye bye Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I'm here to tell you more about our sponsor, Studio. You already know that they can deliver a great sound and a sleek, stylish Scandinavian design for a fraction of the cost of other high-end headphones. Today, I want to talk to you specifically about their product, the Niveau. I'm so sorry guys, that is my best shot, this is Swedish. These babies are wireless earbuds that deliver clear, crisp sound while repelling external noise. So you can go ahead and immerse yourself in that podcast while tuning out your noisy neighbors. The Niveau holds three and a half hours of playtime per charge. And I know what you're thinking, Jen, that's not a lot of time. Well, they also come with a portable charger that holds four plus charges. Boom, problem solved. Oh, and did I mention that they can pair with Siri and are cheaper than AirPods? Check it out. Shop now at studio.com and enter promo code HAUNTED at checkout for 15% off your entire purchase. And as always, they'll ship anywhere in the world for free.